Okay, everyone. Um, I just wanted to uh, say to you very quickly, before we get started today, uh, we will be doing again, I did this for the High Holy Days, and uh, because those are the holidays of the Lord, and I will be doing it now for the uh, holidays coming up. Uh, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas, and this is for the ladies as well as the men who cook, okay? Um, <clears throat> I will be giving uh, recipes for those of you who are looking for uh, new, interesting recipes, okay? Um, I have one today, which is called Apple and Cranberry Cobbler. Okay, um, you use uh, two pie crust. Okay, I will give you the pie crust recipe afterwards. Okay, um, there's three pounds of tart apples, such as granny apples, or if you choose not to use the uh, tart. I'm not a tart apple person. I, I'll mix mine to make it a little tart, but, you know, I have tart and sweet. Uh, so if that's what you like, then do that. Uh, one a 12-ounce bag of fresh cranberries, rinsed and drained. Uh, one cup of light brown sugar. Two tablespoons of flour. Uh, a half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, two tablespoons of unsalted butter, milk and graduated sugar for finishing the crust. Okay. Now you're going to prepare and chill your flaky pie dough. Uh, prepare filling by combining your apple wedges and your cranberries in a large mixing bowl. Mix brown sugar, flour, cinnamon, and toss with uh, a toss with fruit in bowl. Okay, spoon filling, uh, spoon filling into two to two and a half quart baking dish or gratin dish. Uh, dot top of filling with butter. Uh, four top crusts. Roll the dough on flour surface to approximate size of baking dish and place on filling, making sure the dough touches the sides of the dish all around. Brush the top with milk. And so once you put your filling in, your fruit filling, you're going to put on the other top, the other pie topping, and then you're going to... Uh, brush the top of that with milk and sprinkle it with uh, some sugar. Uh, cut several vent holes in the crust. Bake at 375 degrees until the crust is golden brown and the filling is gently bubbling. About 40 minutes. Cool slightly. Serve warm or at room temperature. Makes 8 to 10 servings. Now, Um, I, now I said I would give you the pie recipe. You're going to hmm. unusual.
Okay, well, we're going to use one and a half to two cups of flour, ladies. And uh, stick to a stick and a quarter of butter. If you use a, if you use a cup and a half of flour, use about, about a stick of butter. If you use two cups, make it about a stick and a half, okay? All right, you're going to uh, put a little salt in that, all right? And you're going to put your water aside. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, you want to make sure that water is cold. So you can throw some ice cubes in there. That's the key, ladies. Cold water. Okay, rub that flour. <clears throat> rub the flour in the butter. And if you use shortening, uh, some some people use one cup of flour, a quarter cup of shortening, or one half cups of flour and a half cup of shortening. Okay, whichever one you want you can either use the butter by itself or you can use butter and shortening. And when I say shortening, some people use oil, some people use Crisco. It's up to you. Rub the flour, butter, and shortening together in the mixing bowl. And when the mixture is like fine crumbs, like breadcrumbs, uh, <clears throat> add a little bit of sugar. I would say, um, I shouldn't say a pinch because a lot of people don't know what a pinch is. So I'll say a uh, quarter spoon of sugar. That's a little bit much, but a quarter, about a quarter spoon of sugar, quarter teaspoon of sugar, right? <clears throat> uh, and add about three tablespoons of water. Now, some people don't use sugar. Some people use salt. That's up to you. Uh, if it's a pastry, go with the sugar. If it's not, if it's something like a quiche or uh, some other kind of like meat or egg-based pot, use the salt. Um, and mix it well, okay? Gently knead, uh, gently knead the mixture into a ball of dough. And if the dough seems too crumbly, add a little more water. Just a little bit. When they say a little more, they mean like drop a half a teaspoon at a time until you get it the consistency you want. Okay. Um, and uh, then you're going to uh, sprinkle the table or surface area that you have once you get the dough consistency you want sprinkle a little flour on the table put that dough on the table and roll it out with your rolling pin about a quarter inch uh, thickness is good and that's your pie crust you're going to take it press it into uh, your pie pan uh, you can take a knife and cut off your edges. Uh, you can take your finger and go around the edge and press down and pinch it as you go. And it leaves a really uh, cute design on the top of your uh, pie. Um, if not, you can use a fork. And that leaves another one. I think they call that duck feet or something. You can use that as well. Um, there are just different ways that you can kind of... Uh, fix your pie crust. There's the ripple. Um, well, we can get into that later. There are just different ways that you can, and it's very simple. Very, very simple. Um, make two of those if you're doing a double pie, like we just spoke about. This pie has a double crust. So you're going to do uh, two of these pie crusts. So you're looking at uh, anywhere from three to four cups of flour uh, and two sticks of butter, uh, an eighth a teaspoon of salt, uh, it's not salt, sorry, sugar, because this is a fruit pastry, and um, and water, cold ice water, okay? All right, I hope I didn't confuse anyone. Um, I mean, you know, those of us who bake, uh, we can get kind of carried away at times and don't do it step by step. 
but when you're trying to um, tell others about you know making pastries, you know we have to go back and remember step by step uh, so that you know the young people who are old there are some people who are older who are learning uh, but anyway, those who are learning will also be able to come up with a beautiful pie, a delicious pie. Okay, so I hope that this is a blessing to any of you out there that's listening. And now we are going to go forward with today's program. Bon appetit, ladies and gentlemen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning to those of you on this side of the hemisphere, and good evening and good night to those of you who are on the other side of the world. Um, today, we are going to be reading in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, uh, first chapter. But before we get started, let's pray, okay? It's important that we pray before doing anything. So let's start. Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We thank you, almighty God, for being with us, those who were sleeping last night, and for those who were up and moving around. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with them throughout the day and guiding them. Father, we ask, Lord, again today that you lead us in your word, Father. Those that are listening in to my voice, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you edify them, nourish them, help them to understand what you are saying, and to take that word and to place it into their lives each and every day. And to be a beacon of light to others, Lord, to help them to see it and to come on board. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much, Lord, for loving us and for teaching us and for guiding us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you today in your word. Thank you. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we are going to start today in Corinthians 1 and 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus. Okay. Uh, Paul was called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and so, so soothing, so seething our brethren to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? This is a greeting. Okay. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the re revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, but whom you God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Now I play, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you are perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this that each of that each of you say says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crepus and Gaius. Least anyone should say that I have baptized in my own name. Yes, I always baptize the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptize any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the measure of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise and where is the scribes? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of those have not God made the foolishness the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For the Hebrews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Hebrews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both the Hebrews and the Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is... <laughs> is wiser than men and the wickedness and excuse me and the weakness of God is stronger than men now <clears throat> I gotta pause here for a second <clears throat> you hear me laughing <clears throat> he's shown you how mighty God is and let's look at that again because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Now, you know, when men get foolish, they can get foolish. They can get stupid foolish, right? <clears throat> well, we're talking about God. Now, God, on the other hand, <laughs> God's foolishness is wiser than man, period. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> All right, let's move on. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty and not many noble are called. Wow. Wow. Now, let's read that again. Let's get that in our Noah. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, 
and not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Okay? Everybody understand that? <clears throat> and the base things of the world. And the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who because, became for you, for us, excuse me, Let's read that again. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. That, as it is written, he who glorifies let him glorify in the Lord. <clears throat> and I, brethren, when I came to you, we are now on chapter 2, verse 1, not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to be, uh, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know uh, anything among you except Jesus Christ, and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in determination of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. <clears throat> Excuse me, everyone. <clears throat> As I said, <clears throat> I just woke up this morning, and when I wake up in the morning, I'm full of uh, <clears throat> a lot of phlegm. especially with the seasonings changing. <clears throat> so bear with me for a few minutes. It'll eventually pass once I finish drinking my nice warm tea. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. <clears throat> Let's read that again. I think this is very important. Um, he says, however we speak wisdom, this is six, however we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. You hear that? The rulers are coming to nothing. And this is just not then. This is now too, okay? All right. Seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For they, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Okay? Even today, they're still crucifying the Lord of glory. They don't even, <clears throat> they don't want to even recognize him, even though 
<clears throat> Even though many countries, much like ours, has the written word everywhere. Uh, the written word is in the Constitution here. <laughs> and still, you have our leaders who <clears throat> speak out their mouth, double tongue, but you know that they are not with God, and they don't believe. Okay, <clears throat> nine. But as it is written, eyes has not seen, eye has not seen, nor the ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let's read that again. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man that thing, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And he's speaking of these rulers you know, he's speaking of the elite, those who refuse to accept Christ. They'll, they'll, his name will be on their lips. They'll be talking, but they, they don't accept him. And then there are those who don't even want to talk about it. His name never comes across their lips. Okay, now we're on 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. See, that's how God knows all men. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. That's what we have received. <clears throat> that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things... We also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, listen. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, if you have not come to God, if you have not received Jesus Christ, okay, Today is a good time to receive him. Just stop what you're doing right now and say, God, forgive me for my sins, for all my sins. And Father, I ask you, Lord, to lead me down the right path. I believe in you. I believe in the Son, Christ Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I just need for you to be in my life. I need for you to work in me. I am open to you, Lord. I give thanks and praise unto you, Almighty God. Come into my life right now, Father. Set me free from bondage and help me to overcome the things in this life that I may victorious too. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for hearing my prayer, for coming to my rescue, for loving me so much, for giving your Son on the cross to save me and to redeem me. Thank you, Father. Lord, this is what I ask in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And that's it. That's it, people. That's all you need to do. And the door will be open unto you. Okay? Okay. So, I said that. I hope that many of you were listening. 
I, I hope you're praying right along so the Lord can open that doorway for you. <clears throat> and you can become one with God, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, as he says here, now we have received, not the spirit of the world, no more will you have the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God, because you will not know until you open that doorway. Okay? These things we are all these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Okay, 14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. And this is why I just walk you through that prayer, because you really want to receive the spiritual things of God. Not only can you utilize that here on earth, but you will use that when you leave here for eternal. Okay? For they are foolishness to man, to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritual, spiritually discerned. Let's read that again. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Okay? There are many people out here think that it's foolishness. And sadly to say, and I'm saying this from the, uh, I'm saying this from what I see and from um, uh, what I'm uh, seeing from different uh, medias, that our young people are not getting this. Some are, but most of them are not. Most of them, uh, you know, they feel like uh, they have life abundance. Uh, They have plenty of life before them, and, you know, they don't have time for this. They're busy. Uh, They got, you know, so many things going on. I'm going to school. I'm going to work. I, I just don't have time to take out for this. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not something you hear in the world. It's all these different excuses, and our young people are missing out. And I say this to the parents of many of those young people out there. When your children grow up and they leave your home, you are not done with them yet. We are still responsible for them until we are called home. Please make it your priority to speak to your children. Don't be afraid to open your mouth to your grown children. I say this, I live with my grown child. (laughs) We have come to a, a mutualness that... Uh, mom will come and stay with my children, whichever one I choose to stay with, okay? Um, We came to that uh, agreement years ago. And I pull no punches when it comes to my children. If something doesn't sit right with me, I tell them. Um, I don't just blade it out right away, of course. I Do what the Lord says. Take time. Watch. Pray to him. Make sure I'm saying the right things. And I'm not stepping out of place. But I do speak to them. I do. I don't uh, beat them over the head with it. No. But I do have conversations with them about coming to the Lord. If they're not in the Lord, come to the Lord. Well, All my children now, thank you, Father, have crossed over that threshold. And I give him the praise and honor and glory for that. Because when they were 
uh, much younger, I I had a tough time when they were teenagers. You know, when they end up to teenage years, they don't want to hear nothing, you know. <laughs> and it's really tough. Uh, but at that point in time, they still lived in my household, and I had rules. And uh, if you wanted to stay here, you had to, um, you know, you had to do certain things, which meant you had to go to church at that point in time. I had found a very good church, a very good minister that I was under. And, you know, you had to go. <clears throat> and you had to hear the word at home, too. But <clears throat> now that they are older, <clears throat> still, there are things in their lives that I see and I allowed the Lord to lead me as to when I should speak to them about certain things that is not right, um, that needs to be adjusted um, so that it doesn't hinder their walk. <clears throat> and as parents, we should not be afraid to do these things because these are our children. We love them. These are precious gifts that the Lord gave us that we are in charge of until we leave this world. Okay? So, <clears throat> I say that because many of you um, have children and a lot of people think that the cutoff is at 18. It is not. <clears throat> the cutoff is when you are placed in the ground, people. But it doesn't mean for you to go and meddle in their lives. That's not what I'm saying. You give them advice. Good, strong, honest, true advice. And you clear it with the Lord first. <clears throat> so that you know what to say and how to say it. <clears throat> But there are many young people out here today who are not getting it. And when I say young, I'm speaking of people who are 28 years and younger. <clears throat> okay? <clears throat> so please, if your children fall into that bracket and they have not received Christ, or you hear them saying things that just does not fit the bill, Have a conversation with the Lord about it and ask him what you can do. And then follow his direction. Okay? All right, let's get back to the, um, <clears throat> the word. 14. Uh, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual <clears throat> judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. <clears throat> Chapter 3 And I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I feed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy and strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am Paul, and another, I am Apollos, are you not carnal? Okay? Because you should know by now that those things are not important. It doesn't matter who you came from. It doesn't matter who instructed you. 
You are the body of Christ. You belong to Christ. You don't need to argue about who you came from. That's that. There's no building up there. That's like these uh, ministers and churches. I'm from the church of blah, blah, blah. I'm under the ministry of so-and-so-and-so. So what? So who cares what ministry you're under? Just because you got a big name ministry and you're all over the world, that doesn't mean anything. You're a work of God, a servant of God, just like the rest of us. <laughs> your name and your title means nothing. In fact, you should quiet yourself down because you're, uh, there's a record being made and that strikes against you. And that shows, even though you're all puffed up and think that you're so great, you're a babe in Christ because you still have not learned. <clears throat> okay, let's move on. Five. <clears throat> Chapter three, five. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believe as the Lord gave to each one. I planted Apollos, watered, but God gave the increase. See? So then, neither he was plant, plants, neither he who plants in anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Okay? This is what I just said. Because it doesn't matter who you are in Christ Jesus. God is the one that increases. He goes according to what you will receive. How well you utilize it. How well he can utilize you. How much the Father cares. It's not about you. It's about him. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. See? And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. It's just what I said. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. You're God's buildings. You understand? According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ. Can't lay anything else on it. If it's not of Jesus Christ, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, and wood, and hay, and straw, each one's work will become manifested for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved and yet so as through fire. The fire refines. The fire tells the truth. <laughs> okay? Those of you who've been through the fire, we know, right? <laughs> Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Okay? So people... When you hear me say you don't have to go to church, 
to be with God. This is what I'm speaking of right here, because you are the church. You are the temple and God lives within you. You take your temple and you go to a church and you align yourself, hopefully, with other churches of God, and you lift up the Lord in glory. That is the purpose of coming together in church. It's to, it's to praise him and to worship him. That's what it's for. All this other stuff to be going on in church, there should be a buzzer that goes off. Eh, 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 because it's not of God. It's man. See, reading of his word, praising him, glorifying him, praying to him, all that is God. All that belongs in the church. All that you do yourselves within you. And when you come to another establishment, that's what should be going on. Nothing else. Okay. <clears throat> Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So if anyone tries to destroy you and you're a temple of God, guess what? Don't worry about it. Sure, you can kill the body. But you know what? Flames of fire coming upon you. The Lord sees it and payback is, woof. Wouldn't want to be that person. Right? Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are fruitful. Therefore, let no one glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come are, are, are things to come all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God's okay chapter 4 let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and servants of the mysteries of God moreover it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know nothing against myself yet. I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. Everybody heard that. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will, bring, who will both bring to light the hidden things and darkness and reveal the cancel of the hearts. And then each one's praise will come from God. Okay? There's a lot of ju judging going on in this world right now. A lot. People can't get things done because they're too busy looking at somebody else and what's going on with them and what they did and yeah. 
this is man. This is not God. He's telling you right here, stop judging. Don't be judging. That is God. That is Jesus Christ. That's his program. That's his responsibility, not yours. You just live life the way he told you to. Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sake, that you may lean in us, I'm sorry, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. Boy, for who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? See, this, these things don't, this is not our minds. This is what the Lord gives us to do, to say, to create. Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you glory as if you had not received it? You are already full. You are already rich. You have, re- you have reigned as kings without us. And indeed, I could wish you did reign, that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men, condemn to death, for we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. Even to the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. And we labor, working with our own hands, being revealed, we bless, being persecuted, we endure it, being defamed. We entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world. The off-scourging of all things until now. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, in the Lord who will remain, who will remind you, excuse me, who will remind you faithful son in the Lord who will remind you I'm sorry I'm looking at this sideways okay let me reread this again we are 17 for this reason I have sent Timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord who will remind who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church <clears throat> now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you but I will come to you shortly 
if the Lord wills. Notice he says, if the Lord wills, because he's not going anywhere unless the Lord wills it. And I will know, not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod? or in love, and a spirit of gentleness. Chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. Mm. And you are puffed up and have not rather moaned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have already judged as though I were present concerning him who has so done this deed. Listen, when you're in the spirit, you know all. You know what the Lord wants you to know about someone. People have asked me, how did you know that? How did you know that? I know. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell nobody. Of course you didn't. You didn't need to tell me. The Lord reveals it to me. When you're in the spirit realm, when you're in the spirit, period, (laughs) you know. Okay? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Rebuke him, is what he's saying. Rebuke him, rebuke that spirit that's on him. Your glory is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? That's right. One person can mess up a whole good thing. I am seeing that right now with something, and I've been praying about it, and um, it's sad. It's sad to see something good go uh, awry because something or someone has entered into a position, and they have caused mayhem and destruction. Um causing things to go awry and to change the mindset of those who are really good people to something that's not. Okay? So when you see those kinds of things happening, you begin to pray to God, Father, take a look at this and intercede on their behalf. Do something with this, Lord. Change this, Father. Whatever the situation is, you know what it is. You speak to him about it and give it over to the Lord. And don't get off that prayer until you see results. Okay? All right. Let's move on. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ our uh, for indeed Christ our Passover was sanctified for us. Therefore, let us keep the be- let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you 
and my epistle not to keep company with sexual immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covet, uh, covet, covet, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> my tongue is getting tied. Yes, I certainly did not mean with the sexual immoral people of this world or with the convectious or extortioners or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is a fornicator or a, cov- uh, or a, or a convectious or a idolater or a reveler or a drunkard or an extortioner, nor even to eat with such a person. And he's very, Lord is very specific, I'm sorry, my tongue is really tied today, very specific about who we, uh, you know, who we align ourselves with, who we communicate with, okay? You know someone's fornicating? It's time to walk away. Okay, someone who's having immoral, immorality sex, uh, someone who's an idolater, someone, you don't need to tell those people that. They know who they are, okay? You just need to distance yourself. If they ask you why, you say, well, basically, um, you have a few things in your life that needs to be changed. And until you change them, I'm sorry, but I cannot uh, be around you because it is against my faith. And that's the honest truth. And if they feel bad enough, you know, maybe they'll change. And at the same time, you can pray for them. You know, if it's somebody that you are close with, but you know that, you know, they they really need God, then you need to pray salvation and repentance for them. Okay? All right. Um, 12. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves that wicked person. Okay? All right, we're going to stop here today. I hope that this word was enlightening to you and uh, that you received it well. Um, go over this again. Reread it again. Don't just, you know, stop here. Reread this and get this into your Noah. Okay? Um, for those of you who are interested in contacting me for any reason, okay, my phone line is open. You can reach me on my Facebook page. You can reach me through uh, anchor.fm right slash linda-mcmillian9, or you can send me a email at McMillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S-75 at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me at my Facebook page, uh, Linda McMillan, and uh, just drop me a message and, you know, I'd like to come on your page. There are many brothers and sisters on my page. Uh, there are many people who have joined um, and 
you'll be able to also, uh, if you've missed any of the podcasts, uh, you can reach out to get whichever podcast that you missed, okay? From Genesis to now, okay? And that includes some of the lost books of the Bible, which we are going to, once we finish this, we are going to read the lost books of the Bible. So for those of you who have been trying to get that book, just hang in there because we are going to be reading that book cover to cover, and we will be talking about the things in that book as we are in this book of the Lord, okay? All right, everyone. Um, if you would like to uh, sponsor or donate, there's two buttons at the bottom of this page. Uh, feel free to press on those buttons, and that information that you are requesting will be given to you. All right? Okay, everyone, I hope that you have a blessed evening, blessed morning, or blessed night, <laughs> wherever you are in this world, okay? Uh, this is Minister Macmillan. God bless. <laughs>